And so yeah. now Conway is in the hospital mm-hmm. and Benny's still spitting. Mm-hmm. And then I believe it was at that point that does, does West start to come out of that shell and start to rap again? Well, yeah, Wes, Wes was more like, I've already laid so much groundwork with networking and running into the right people and, you know, paying my way into this meeting or that meeting or that uh, affiliation or. You broke up a little bit. I'm just... around with the Okay, yeah, the I got you back so now. Much. Now I have no product. So I'm. He's networking and moving around in these circles, trying to market his brother, and then now he has no product to market. So it's you know it's only right that at that point he he because he can rap, just rap, bro. You you got it. He so, was fa- it, it, he was know. forced to jump back on the mic essentially. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he, you hear him say all the time, "I'm gonna retire. I hate this. I don't." You know, like if you really pay attention to he. he he really prefers the business and the, you know, making the moves, you know, rapping. It's like when you rap for that many years, yeah, you know, it's like, and you know, you strong at business. It's like, okay, I'll do the rapping thing. Cause I know I'm good at it. I'm nurtured in it, but I, I, I'm really ill at this business. So let me do that too. And, and uh, let's talk, I'm, again, I'm bouncing around a little bit. Y'all looking at uh, Ronsky, better known as Ronald Reagan, Reagan era, the fashion line, um, designer for Griselda, in fact. So first mixtape is D-Block to My Block. What, what year, right? Is that correct? Yes. If I, if I remember correctly, the first, first tape from uh, Street Entertainment was uh, D-Block to My Block. What was that about? And it was... It was dope. It had a K-Slade drop on it. It was them just rhyming back and forth over over songs that either D, I mean, um, uh, the locks or D-Block had produced or came out with, or they might play a song with them, with D-Block rapping, and then come back the next track with them rapping even harder over the same track. Super real real good um rap music for that and, time period and benny was at some point was signed to to trust 38 had him sign yeah yeah so so benny had already already has had his own imprint from back in the days and it's called black blood entertainment okay now black blood because of you know maybe other things and affiliations that they've had you know in the streets they begin to you know hate on them as far as like the the law enforcement and they started to call them a gang Mm. so they made it where they couldn't really rep black blood entertainment anymore so that's how it changed into uh bsf or black soprano family so they use the word family so that you can't get this mixed up with a gang. We are family. So, um, as far as the trust group with 38 Special, Benny had already had mixtapes with Spech from way back. Like, those guys had already been connected from 
you know, just those two artists alone have been connected for a very long time. Yeah. So it was only right that if anything to ease up on the um, Black Blood imprint to get help from the trust imprint. Okay. They and, already and was Special was already producing beats then as well? Um, From what I know, Special had his hand in the producing side of it way back in the days. Um, as we got older and became men, you know, of course, I, I didn't really link with, with those guys from Rochester or, you know, that, that area anymore. So, um, you know, I've, I don't know much about what he does as far as producing right now, but I'm definitely a fan of the way that he spits, the, the words that he puts together and, you know, um, him and the Coogee Rap um, project that he got oh is super God. cool. And, Oh my if God. you if you really want to hear some knowledge, uh, listen to what he says on my first break. His bars on my first break is, oh my God! Come on, special. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna go back and li listen to that. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna quote a special line because I walk around people all the time and. <laughs> in real life people that don't listen to like this real hip-hop and i have to say to them and then uh, uh spes says uh you bought a you bought a block and my block was balling i get a phone line in your bitch name and tell her not to call it i love it <laughs> uh, he i'm gonna I'm give you another one that he killed it he said you speak to fools with words that are less valuable because jewels in the wrong hands become less valuable. Oh, okay. Okay. And then what he did on Honest Truth, that's that's fire. What he did on Honest Truth with AZ. So such knowledge coming out the man's mouth. Um yeah. it, it's just incredible. That, like when he go into that yeah, whole that boy special. That boy special, man. Always was the truth. Always was a high, higher spitter. Even as a team, bro. Like even back in the days. I'm talking about 2002, 2003. I know a dude from yep. Philly, I want to say, and he told me, or was it somebody else that told me this? I heard somewhere that even back in the day, special name was ringing bells like, like locked, locked up and shit. Like people that was locked up knew about how hard his rep was like all over the place. Like, yes, shit. definitely grounded, definitely certified. No yeah. way around it. This man is. The truth, and it's only right that he be, uh, you know, connected to Benny, and you know that how strong of a spirit he is, and being up from upstate, it's it's only right. And and Etho is from Rochester too, right? And he's yes. and yeah. make beats, and he coming up, and he hard as fuck too now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So and then, uh, be, like intro, like when I see Benny and Special on the screen together, they just they look like magic to me. So I do, I do, I would like to see more from them. Um, yeah. let's, let's talk about, again, going back to, uh, Westside's voice. Um, number one, he never switched. We know Benny and Conway kind of messed around with a style over here, some beats over here. West seemed to always be the guy that stuck to his gun, that, that grimy East coast sound never switched at all. What, what's behind that? Um, I, I mean, like I said, I, I got introduced to Westside through rapping. Um, and he rapped the same back then. The voice was the same. It just wasn't, you know, um, it was more complex. 
it was more bars fit into the verse. Mm. Whereas now it's not as many of the the, the punch. He would have maybe, you know, twenty punchlines in a song back then. Twenty, thirty punch hard punches. Mm-hmm. You know, now you know he he makes it. Their hard punches just left less of them. Okay. But as far as the sound of his voice, as far as the cadence at which he raps, as far as the the choices of words and all that, it's still the same from back then. Yeah, it's just yeah. now now people have the the it's quiet enough to hear it. You understand what I'm saying? Like at the, the time when we was teens. It was so many people that was rapping crazy and bars and you know it was so many spenders, you know that it was a, it was basically a lot of a lot of people in a in a crowded room all yelling. You, everybody trying their hardest to be heard. Everybody wanting to be you know heard as far as like lyricism and you know witty bars and all that stuff is concerned. Whereas at the time that we in now, it's it's a lot. More, less people in that crowded room yelling, so it's easier for people to hear what's going on as far as this style of rap now because it's not that many people that's rapping like this. Yeah, and I, and like I said, I know they bounced around a lot. They've been on the grind for a very long time, which is it's a testament um, to the stick-to-itiveness, as people like to say in, in the business world or where we come from, just staying on excuse me, grind mode. But we know Conway was signed to a free bands at one point with Future. Yeah, him him and um, uh, Rocco and Future, they had a, you know, a little situation. You, you know, it was one of those. I'll put to you like this. Anybody that would have heard Conway spit back in those days would have been like, okay, I, gotta, I, I have to sign him mm. to keep him from crushing me. Mm. You understand wow. what I'm saying? Wow. Most artists just don't have that, especially in Atlanta, not not to this Atlanta or nothing right. like that, say that they whack or nothing like that. It's just this level of lyricism and this level of tuning that this guy has wasn't heard of, you know. So they were more or less was looking like, let me get him before he get unleashed on me, <laughs> you know. And then, so, so. Not only is he it that, but he has integrity, real guy, real you know. It's 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 those elements that would help uh, street artists uh, be more marketable or you know sellable. You know this is it, so much authenticity there that they couldn't you know turn a, a batting eye to that much lyricism and authenticity at the same time. You would be a fool. So you know, but the that's street how that situation end up not really. Coming all the nah, way. No, nah, it, it, you know, for for you know whatever, uh, for whatever it's worth, I just think that it was it's all about time, and it just wasn't the right time. And know? then I know and it, it, when you when you think about things like that, you also you know look back at them hindsight right now, and there is no Rocco, uh, future connection. Hmm. So where would Conway have fallen in that situation had it gone that way? So everything is always about timing and that just wasn't the right time. 
if you ask me. And I know that, you know, and again, we're bouncing around with the story, and that's, that's on me, but there was, af after Fly God, I mean, I don't know if you can add more context to what happened right before Fly God and how Fly God hit and how important that was. Can you add to that? Um, I think that Hitler too. Okay. And um, Hitler too, and the uh, uh, the tape that he did with uh, Ghost mm. called um, what is it? It's not Reagan era. Reagan's dead, I think it might be, mm -hmm. or the assassination of Reagan. Okay. It's basically like, um, damn, what is the name? I, it's crazy that I can't think of the name of the album now. I know, because you were an encyclopedia. You had put me on to a bunch of stuff that was on Dat Piff that had, you know, the buff scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it'll come so, to you when so, you least expect it. Yeah, but when I when I think of it, I'll I'll, I'll spit it out. But yeah, it was it was a, a tape that that came out after uh, Hitler Two, that was with Ghost, and I think Conway just did a collab with Ghost recently too. He just dropped the album with Ghost, and I forget the name of it. I'm behind on listening to my album. Right, but so so this was Westside Guns' uh, collaboration with Ghost back okay. then. Okay, so once that. Uh, got into the uh, the atmosphere and people were like feeling it. Then those connections that he had made, the the people that he knew, that's when they was like, "All right, we this guy is working." Okay. So that was during the you know the era when Fly Guy was being recorded and being you know put together, and then he just basically connected with the uh some of the people that was already managed by the um it, um uh, um Goliath imprint imprint and that's uh, Rosenberg's imprint so um they were already being managed by him and so of course he's going to be looking like well who is this guy that's with my artist like you already you with people that I already got control over or you know, I, I'm already managing their their movements and, and their projects. So, who is this guy? Like Action oh, Bronson, right? Is involved? Yeah, Action Bronson and uh, um, um, Mayhem Lauren. We Mayhem Lauren. All those guys that that are in that at that stratosphere. Um, you know, by him having a connection with those guys, it was like inevitable for him to, you know, like okay, let's let's work with this guy like he's on the radar like this guy is really you know a force to be reckoned with and it's underground but it's different you know and i know he worked with um mf doom a lot of my my, my um subscribers my family my man matt stacks is always telling me so-and-so came out of the school of doom which i haven't heard much mf doom i know people in my comments are gonna be mad at me i just haven't maybe i gotta get up on it but people always say the school of doom and I know there's a, there's a cover. I don't know what the name of the album is where Wes got that mask, that MF Doom type uh, mask on. And was he was connected and they did a project together or? Yeah, they. I think that, I think it was like a couple songs. I don't know if it was it was a full album, um, but it was called West Side Doom. Um, and it was a collaboration between West Side Gun and MF Doom. Um, and it was some good music. I, you know the stuff that i heard that's unreleased is dope as well as the stuff that i heard that's released you know super dope 
Um, what wasn't the best situation for West Side either? I'm hearing making that project. Is that correct, or am I overstepping my bounds? Say it again. It wasn't that collaboration. The 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 logistics of it working West Side and MF Doom working together was not the best um, situation at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. I would say that it just you know that that falls back into timing too. You know, okay. sometimes what you would hope to be a, 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 a awesome situation yeah. because it's not the right time or the right environment, you know, the, the, the stars don't line up, you know? And I think that it's also a nod to Westside not wanting to force things and wanting things to be uh, organic and on time as opposed to like, oh, this sounds good. Maybe this will turn into something else. Like, let's just use this whole MF Doom thing and try to bounce that and, you know, he ain't gonna force it if it ain't, even if he do feel that way about it, he ain't gonna force it to happen. It, it needs to go smooth or it's not gonna go at all. And I know he was taking, West Side I'm talking about here was taking, he was really on his grind, taking trips from um, ATL to New York oh, on a Greyhound, right? Remember the time when he had a meeting with Def Jam? Well, well, he he had a friend that worked in Def Jam. Okay. So, um, you know, he knew that if he just keep going up there and they keep seeing his face and becoming more familiar with who he is, you know, he's a he's a stand up guy. He's gonna approach you with respect, and you know, no matter who his friend would introduce him to, it's gonna. West Side Gun will leave a lasting impression on you as a real stand-up guy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, him just banking on that alone, you know, he would, you know, catch a shuttle bus from Atlanta to New York, you know, two, maybe three times a month, you know, mm -hmm. just to rub shoulders with the people that he had been introduced, introduced to on the prior trip, but as well as add more, you know, um, shoulders, so to speak. And then, as, you know, at, at some point, everything started to bubble. Shady, Rock Nation, these are big moves, uh, high-powered cosigns. But I wanted you to talk to me about West Side's philosophy when it comes to labels. Um, what's, the, what's the deal with, with Shady? Is, there, is, there, is Griselda signed under Shady, or what's going on with that? I think you froze for a second there. Technical difficulties. Um, no matter what I do, it's a calculated step, and it's it's for the betterment of both parties, if possible. But ultimately, the West Side Gun side of the 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 chessboard is gonna, you know, really be doing the power move at the same time. So. Right. When you when you talking about uh, him connecting with Shady, it, it was more to bring light from the underground hip hop movement or the underground hip hop scene to his imprint. Now you guys know what Griselda is because of Shady. Mm. Not saying that it wouldn't have gotten there eventually. It's just, it's easier to stand on a, a larger stage so more people can hear you. And the situation with Rock Nation, what's that about? That's the management deal or? Um, I think that the, the situation, as far as 
from what I know as far the West Side Guns connection to uh, Rock Nation is up until that point, West Side Gun didn't have a manager. He was doing it all by himself. Wow. Like he had he had help from like, you know, road manager and you know, some other entities here and there, but he was his own he was managing his whole career himself. So though he he signed to or though his imprint has a distribution through Shady, him as a, as an artist needed management. And since uh Rock Nation was available to do that, that's how that situation came together. Okay, got you. He, and he was already talking with with Jay and talking with um you know that whole Rock Nation, some people in the Rock Nation staff before Shady. Okay. He knew the Rock Nation people before he even signed to Shady in the, in the beginning. Got you, got you. And so, I, I want to. I'm trying. I want to prod you along just a little bit because I know we had a, a a small pre-interview, and there was a philosophy that you talked about with West Side Gun and the way he thinks about these labels. And I believe the way you put it was he don't really give a fuck about none of these labels. I would say that he cares about them to the extent of business mm -hmm. and the role that that business plays in the overall calculation. Mm -hmm. So if the plan is to get from point A to point B, they are just a conduit in the road. They aren't the the labels and the and all of that the hoopla and all of the uh, uh, praise and all of the uh, you know how we kind of like put these labels on a pedestal as like juggernauts and just you know like guys almost. I would say no, he doesn't put them on a pedestal like that. He puts himself on a pedestal. So he don't look up to yeah. anybody. You know what I'm saying. And his own movements, his own uh, choices in the business that he holds for himself, he's putting himself up like that and looking at himself as a shining example and where he wants to take it, but not necessarily looking at those guys like, ooh, I got to do whatever to make them happy. Not that type of party with what's like that. So, I mean, you guys came up together, you came up with, with fashion, so people are wondering as to what the whole methodology is behind West Side Gun. Do really was studying the art and there's a real artistic approach to it. And before we even go on to that, I, I just saw a video yesterday. Um, and by the time people see this video, it'd probably be two days ago that I saw that video. Um, my heart goes out to uh, uh, West Side Gun. I know he, and, and I don't know if you saw this video or not, but he, he had a video, he posted a video, he, he lost his, his vinyl collection, that collection that he was saving for his kids. And he, he showed the video of so many pieces, so many vinyl pieces with fantastic artwork on it. And it, it just rained inside his crib days before he was actually set to move out of there. And I, I read the post on IG, saw the video, I felt the man's pain. Um, I know what it's like to lose all, all your, your music, but this is losing all your shit on a fucking different level. Because as he said, he was gonna pass this down uh, to his children and, and and that's years of uh, a blood sweat and tears so um you know respect and I, I hope he's doing okay 
uh, behind that mishap. Um, and I think it's going to be everything's going to be better on the other side. God, God got a plan for him. But talk about that the vision, the the artistic because you guys come by honestly. You guys went to a performing arts school. I said this before that this wasn't like fame, right? You just run around there tap dancing. You y'all brought y'all aesthetic to this gifted arts program. And y'all didn't let them switch y'all up. Y'all made them again come to y'all. And then y'all brought Grimy out of that situation on the other side and took their knowledge, coupled it with, with your aesthetic, your aura. On the other side, you bring that knowledge and aura together, and boom, y'all really like street fashion soldiers, you know, artwork, the exclusive pieces, all kind of stuff. Um, so first, before we even get back on the West Side Gun, let me talk about to you about your philosophy on uh, making these pieces and art and fashion and design. Let's let's get deeper into that. Um, for me, you know, I'm I'm an artist first. Mm -hmm. You know, fashion is just a a way for me to get a consumer to wrap their their mind around spending money on art. Mm. So, if I'm outside selling canvases with something that I paint cool that I painted it on, on it it's harder for me to sell that than it is to, for me to sell that same artwork on a, a t-shirt or a, a hoodie or something like that, because people can wrap their mind around the artwork when it's placed on something that they can wear. So that's how I, you know, got into the whole fashion, fashion side of it. Um, I kind of just look at it as self-expression, you know, um, a lot of us grow up in urban environments where there's a lot of African-Americans around us. And um, because of so many, we have to express ourselves via, you know, what we're wearing. So that's, that's really the way that we can stand out in a crowd of the, basically what would, would assume to be the same face. You know, we're, we're all, you know, telling our story based off of what we're dressed in so that's just the way for me to tell tell you how i feel that day or the, the way to tell to tell you what i'm attached to or what you know t-shirts nowadays is just you know people say what they what they feel on them a lot of times you know so um but really i just I never wanted to look like nobody. I mm. never wanted to have on the clothes that nobody, I always wanted to have something that nobody could plausibly have gone into a store and picked it up off of a rack. However, I've always wanted it to look quality as if I did pick it up off of a rack. Mm. So I don't, I'm not applauding just homemade clothing. I wanted it to be up to the standards of the clothes that I was buying off of the rack, but just truly unique on all, all ways that you can, you know, look at it. And what's the, what's the creative day look like for you? You wake up, I'm going to guess 10 o'clock in the morning because you, your own boss. So, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, um, like I said, I've been doing this clothing thing, custom clothing things from way back then, you know, the BMF era. So, you know, I still have customers that attached to me back then just because I was with those guys, mm. you know? So they rely on me to uh, facilitate their uh, image, 
so to speak. Like everybody knows them for for being fly, so they got to come to me to keep that uh, machine moving, so to speak. Westside Gun included. Okay, and then so and then you and West connect. You'll do a piece for West. He'll rock it. It becomes iconic. But y'all are not together in a company. You got your company. He got his thing. And then when y'all want to collab, y'all come together, boom, pop something out, and then move to y'all separate corners again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, um, we're both Leos. We're both headstrong. We're both leaders. We both, you know, we can do collaboration ideas. And we do collaboration ideas all the time. But it's we both need our own business. We don't need to be you know, uh, connected in the way of uh, a business because I want to run mine how I want to run mine and he want to run his how he want to run his and he has his own calculated steps and chess moves that he want to play with his and I have my own calculated steps and chess moves that I want to use mine for. So, you know, how many but people as far as like, just, just to, to say this, me and him are friends first. Right. So that's going to trump anything that has anything to do with any business, music, or any of that type of stuff. We are, are very, very close friends. We want the best for one another, and we willing to help one another in any way. So, you know, whether it be something that, you know, uh, Fashion Rebels, he has an idea, and he doesn't really know how to accomplish it, because I went to, to college for fashion design, I can tell him the best and most efficient way to accomplish the look or the design or, you know, whatever that is. So, you know, that's how that, that's how that goes. So I pride myself on not being thirsty. Um, I think I, I put something on IG one day that said, don't be thirsty, be ambitious or be ambitious, not thirsty. And so, I take pride in not being thirsty, but how many thirsty cats like me, admittedly thirsty on this point of view, coming to your um, DMs, trying to touch, get your pieces? Because I'm thirsty about this shit. I'm honest. Um, you know, I, I have people from time to time, you know, inquire about things that they might see on my page, or you know, and, that, and that's not necessarily just items that's connected to Westside Gun. It, it might just be something that you know, I might've made for somebody else that was, you know, famous or something like that. Um, and I try to tell them that this was an art project or this was a project. Mm. You can begin your own project uh, with me if you would like to, you know, we just have to brainstorm and, you know, come together. And it's the same process that I would do with, um, you know, future as I would do with West Side Gun, or it was I, as I would do with just Joe Schmo at the bank. You know, it's and Reagan era is is popping right now. It's still doing its thing. Did you just drop a, a new uh, a line this week? Some tops, some. Um, I'm dropping a. Uh, I dropped a sneak peek re, uh, yesterday. Um, I'm gonna be dropping my summer stuff uh, next week, but it'll just be you know everything that I always do is limited. So you know, um, it's really um, to keep the the fan base of the brand, you know, solid and, uh, you know, just to have, give them something so that they can, you know, go out and represent the brand. But really my brand is a way 
for people that are a fan of my work, my one of ones and the custom stuff that can't afford it. Like me. Those things are like projects more so than they are just a piece of clothing. Um, for the people who can't afford that stuff, but they are a fan of my work, they can buy, uh, you know, some some part of the brand. And, you know, I, I usually make everything in like 25 pieces or less. So, you know, um, it might it it'll might be five of each size. So you got five small, five medium, five large, five extra large, and five to it. And then that's it. You know, once they are sold out, then they are sold out. So a lot of people right now are going to my page and going to my uh, website via my page and uh, they see everything on the website nice and want to buy it, but they can't because it's sold out. So now this the summer stuff is for the people who can't who did didn't get an opportunity to get some of the fall stuff that came out. And hopefully at some point, you know, you will expand your brand and come out with a fat boy line. Cause some of us need three X for. Um, I had, a, I had that conversation with people all the time. Like, bro, why you don't make a three X? Why you don't make a three X? Um, it's already, already a challenge to make two X's. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of the look that I want to get in the way that the clothing is made. If I was to use, I would have to use a whole different pattern to make it look right on a 3x frame oh so you understand what i'm saying so let's yeah. say the shirt might just say paris across the front of it that size chest on a small there you go see what i'm saying yeah. on a small that imprint looks big but on a 3x it oh, looks yeah small you understand what i'm saying so yeah. i would have to I would have to use a whole new template just for the 3X guy so that they, so when they walking around, they don't, the print that's on theirs don't look all tiny compared to the rest of the people. Yeah. And so if you just uh, now joining this channel or you just clicked into this video or came out of the kitchen, what just happened is I got fat shamed by Ronald Reagan on my own show. He said, nigga, lose weight. I guess. <laughs> nah, nah, man. You just, you just need to you just need to slim down just a little bit. I ain't saying that I'm fat shaming you. I'm just no, saying slim down just a little bit. Yeah, and, man. You know, wear the clothes that fit you too, bro. You ain't got the, everything. Don't got to be all brolic and you know falling all off of you. You know what I'm saying? Your your, your shoulder seam where the seam goes down the shoulder of your yeah. shirt should be on your shoulder not right. on your bicep yeah. you understand what i'm yeah, saying yeah 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 this is this is a 3x joint right here now yeah man. so 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 if it's a 3x then you know that like i said that where where the where the shoulder meet the sleeve yeah it should be on your shoulder it's just a little bit not on your bicep you see what i'm saying <laughs> so you really in, in truth you wear a 2x you just buying a you buying a three X because you want an oversized fit. That's hey, he called that's that's really absolutely on. correct. My girl said the same thing. Like, dude, your clothes is just a little because we trying to like hide the gut and shit. I'm about to get to the calisthenics, a uh, lot more fucking broccoli and juices and shit. And um, yeah. you know, I, I have a, a a world famous designer telling me how to get it done on my show, so I can't do nothing but take that advice. That that's a jewel. I thank you for that. 